0: Welcome to the Riot Podcast, where we have practical discussions on how to share your faith, see the news from God's eyes, and answer some of faith's hardest questions.
1: Welcome to the Riot Podcast. This is Bob Shuneman alongside my good friend, Mac Daddy Pete Robertson. Hello, hello, Junior. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> is that it? I'm just yeah. going to start calling you Junior now. Hey,
0: junior. You're a Junior.
1: I, I am, but nobody calls me Junior anymore.
0: Yeah, I know. A while a few- I mean,
1: nobody really ever called me junior it was always bobby it was bob and bobby and I, then when my dad left then now i'm bob i was pd Petey. Petey? yeah 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 i was just always pd pdq yeah
0: even like family members today Hi, pd i was like hi you know
1: yeah i still get that every once in a while i'll bump into somebody that I knew my dad 30 years ago yeah. and they'll still you know they still call me bobby i call you bobalicious yeah bobalicious <laughs> we got that
0: from him mr jeffrey if you're listening man shout i wonder out how to he's him. doing i haven't yeah. talked to him
1: in a while i don't know yeah what else is going on, Pete? Um, a What's lot. What's going on with natural discipleship? We're oh yeah, talked so, about that in a while.
0: Yeah, so we um we launched a book. I wrote a book called Keys to Be Set Free. So that's in the bookstore. You can find them at Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Um, can they and, get it at
1: our website too, or only uh, got to go to the That's right
0: now. we'll have a link on the website, but it will it just go to the bookstore. bookstore. Okay, and get it. Um, but natural discipleship, we can. I mean, if anybody is looking to be discipled, or you want to go through the keys of being set free with somebody or, you know, one of our other curriculums, you can go ahead and just download the app, yeah, for that reach out to us. And uh, we would love to work. I mean, if you were looking to be a disciple, we'll connect you with somebody, if not us, um, and uh, get you discipled and get you started. Um, but we also have a, a podcast. We have an app for Riot, Riot Podcast. A lot of people don't know that. What you mean? You can listen to yeah. us right through the app. Yeah, so you can download your app right onto your phone, and, uh, and now when you you're driving to work, you can you yeah. can listen to Pete. Yeah, it's easy. So you go back. We have hundreds of of, of shows, so you just pick one. You know, hundreds.
1: Just, that's like an exaggeration. Yeah, hundred seventy-two or something, something like that. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but that's still a lot. That's not hundreds, but it's, well, maybe it is. I don't. know. It's
0: more than a hundred. It's dozens.
1: <laughs> it is more, much more than a hundred. Did you ever think when we started this, we have no. you would say episode one seventy no. whatever? No,
0: we went into this as innocent as you can get. It, I the first two episodes we fumbled. I was shaking when I was talking. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> the The production would not work. We would have to wait for like hours to get it to work and just to, to get everything. I had to going. Do the introduction like four times because stumble
1: over the words. I mean,
0: I think like our first twenty shows were just audio only. We didn't have video at that time. Really, I, well, something I'd like, like that. That, that. Yeah. It was crazy. It was like, you know, why are we doing this again? What was going on? And then always went back to, we always have these deep conversations. We always talk about everything in the world. And and we always want everybody to know that, you know, what does God say about that? You know, what is, you know, talking about AI or talking about, you know. Oh, we should do a show on that. We should, we will. But I mean, it's just, there's a lot of things that come up that we want to talk about. And so we talk about them. And then we say, well, let's record it. But then we bring the spiritual element to us. And, and one of the things that really makes us passionate is we just love the word of God. Amen. And, and it's the word of God that sets us free. It's the word of God is truth that brings us life and brings us understanding. And so- we just love to dig deeper. And so that's why we came up with Riot Podcast. And anybody that's listening for the first time now, you know. But you guys that have been listening for, for these few years now, wow. That's you've crazy. you've heard our story quite a few times. So we're just getting it out there. Anyway. I love the Word
1: of God. In yeah. Genesis, we've been taking this journey through Genesis. And you talk about this thread in your upcoming book, right? Yeah. Um, of the, This thread that goes all the way through the Bible. Yeah. And by knowing Genesis, it makes... Not just Genesis, yeah. let's be fair, the, the whole the Old Testament in yeah. general. Yeah. It makes the New Testament come alive. Oh, yeah. I think we, we've said it a few times. It's like the difference between black and white TV and color TV. Yep. It's like you need the Old Testament yep. to see the New Testament in color. Yep.
0: yep. It's like a sh- few shows back, we were doing Genesis 17 and we talked about how that covenant, the everlasting covenant that God gave Abraham, how you fast forward that to the New Testament and it's revealed you know, right there through Jesus. But it's just like, Whenever you read the Old Testament, you you see the New Testament, in, like you said, in such more vivid color, and uh, and it just increases your faith. I mean, it just, it pumps me up. And so you had the bright idea. We just, we spent what a year and a half going through the book of John, right? And uh, we did the, that, or maybe a little longer. I don't know, how that long was it? About right. That sounds about right. <laughs> so we went through the whole book of John, and we're like, what do we do next? And we prayed so about it, and God said, and you're like, you know what? we need to do an Old Testament book. And that's where we came up with Genesis. And so, yeah, it's giving a context. So, but every time we talk about, I'm going to sneeze. Every time we talk about the Old Testament, we're always tying it back to the New Testament. You can't teach the Old Testament without seeing it revealed in the New Testament. It is it is what it is. And it should be the same way when we do from the New Testament to the Old Testament, but we don't. A lot of times we just stay in the New Testament and we lose that flavor. We lose that context. Exactly. If we don't, yeah. So much, so much to it, yeah so what are we gonna talk about today
1: how is god our great
0: reward uh-huh. or- that's great what how do you say you like rewards i do but i love that title so how, how is, is god our-,
1: our great reward
0: yeah so we're gonna we're gonna kind of like touch base on genesis 15 1 um and we're going back so we did genesis 15 a while ago but there's some questions when we go into those shows that we need to dig a little bit deeper and so we're going to be doing this throughout the year. This year, we're going to just take a subject that we're going to dig a little bit deeper into it that we didn't have time on the show to cover. So this is going to be one of those. So
1: we said we'd go through Genesis. We didn't promise we'd go through it in order.
0: Yeah, no. But I mean, we're still talking. We're, we're just you, answering You're questions. right, right. We're, we're just, back. we're digging deeper. We're we're bringing more truth and bringing to light something we did not talk too much about. But, All well, right. Let's pray and get started. All right.
1: All right, dear God, we just thank you for this opportunity to share your word, to dive into the book of Genesis, Lord. We thank you for our listeners. I pray that uh, they would hear uh, something from you today, Lord. Not not just hear Pete and and my voice, Lord, but they would hear your voice through uh through the discussion, through the the word of God and 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 just make an impact on their life today, Lord. We just love you and thank you. Give you the show now in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right. Abraham is known for his great faith, Pete. But yep. Like all of us, he is flawed with human weaknesses. On the heels of leading a fierce battle to rescue his nephew Lot and interacting with the powerful kings, um, see Genesis 14, Abraham, still Abram at the time, was understandably unnerved. Thus, in Genesis 15, 1, the Lord delivers this message of reassurance to Abram, promising to protect him and bless him even more than he already was. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield Your exceedingly great reward. Wow. It's powerful. It is
0: a powerful. And we we when we taught of that in Genesis 15, and I don't know how many shows ago, we didn't really break this part down. And and when I read this again, and I'm just thinking, we really there's so much meat here. It's so powerful. And and I loved what we said at the very beginning here that you know he was a great person of faith. He, He wasn't saved because of Of any works that he did. He was saved literally by faith, um, but he was a flawed human. And and so flawed humans fear, fear. Flawed humans freak out. Flawed humans sin, right? Flawed humans mess things up. I'm flawed. You're flawed. We're all flawed. And then God says, do not be afraid, Pete, Bob, Abram. I am your shield. I'm flawed here. I'm messed up here. I'm not perfect here. I'm freaking out sometimes here. And God comes to me and he says, Pete, do not be afraid. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. And, and so when you read that and when I read that, it just brings this like, oh my gosh, I don't deserve this reward. I don't deserve all the blessings and all that comes with knowing you, God. And, and so that's what we're going to talk about. That's what we're going to bring to light. We didn't have time when we went through that Genesis 15 show, but now let's bring to light this amazing verse that we just pass over sometimes. There's something deep here. So I go. love how
1: you made that personal there. Yeah. And I would encourage all of our listeners yeah. to go back and read that verse again, Yeah, but put their name in yeah. it. Yeah, amen. It's powerful. Yeah. All right, throughout the Bible, God portrays himself as a shield of protection for his people. See Deuteronomy 33, 29, 2 Samuel 22, 3, Psalm 3, 3, 7, 10, and 119.
0: Again, go back, go back. We talk about this on the shows a lot, but the exegesis of things is the study of our going back and finding the original aspect of this, right? So... This is where God first brought this to light is this shield. But then we want to fast forward it and we're going to say, where else is this shield? You're going to hear this all the time on this show. Okay. We talk about this. We do this all the time. So we give context on purpose. We want you studying and learning how to study and what to do. So when you see a word or you do something, study that, find the original, go back to a word search on shield and protection, and this is what's going to pop up, right? And then it gives it more context. It gives it more meaning. So God portrays himself as the shield of protection. This is important, people. We need to know this, all right, to his people, all right? Okay, go on.
1: Yeah, so uh, what's more, God is our exceedingly great reward. The psalmist declares in Psalm 8411, says this, For the Lord God is our son and our shield. He gives us grace and glory. The Lord will with The Lord will withhold no good thing from those who do what is right.
0: Wow. Again, for he's our shield. So, what is right is here's what is right, ladies and gentlemen. Surrender to the Lord every day. Daily pick up your cross and follow him. Daily put on the full armor of God. Daily give and swear your allegiance to Jesus. It's He is the author and finisher of your faith. He is the beginning of end of everything. He is the answer to every question. He is the peace to every fear. He is the joy to every unhappiness. He is everything that you can possibly do. And if you surrender to Him, this verse is for you. For the Lord God is your son and your shield. He gives you grace and glory. The Lord withholds no good thing from those who do what is right. That's Mm -hmm. it. He never was said, do he perfect? He didn't say that. We can't be, but he can't, what we can surrender our lives to him daily. So the term translated as reward here is Sakhar in Hebrew. It often refers to our workers' or servants' wages. We find that in Genesis 30, 32 through 38, De- Deuteronomy 15, 18. But sometimes the word speaks figuratively of a reward for faithfulness, as we see in Numbers 18, 31, Jeremiah 31, 16. So, our, or a victor's recompense. So, in Isaiah 40, 10, 11, 62, 11. But Abraham's reward was different, okay? Okay. What we see here is he refu- he had refused any material compensation for his encounters with the earthly kings. So he just beat these five kings or four kings, and he completely annihilated them, and it was no way it was possible for his 300 men to do that, right? And so he did that, and God was saying, listen, because of your obedience and trusting in me and letting me be the power and the victor here. And you didn't want to have any of those spoils. You didn't do any of that for yourself. You did that for my glory because he gave an offering Remember, to Melchizedek. And we're going to talk about him in the future. We'll do a show just on that. But he gave an offering and that now God is saying, um, he he would, he's going to bless him. He's going to give him a reward uh, tied to the covenant of the promise that he was t- talking about. So it's like he, his heart was right. God says, I'm going to give you a reward if your heart is right. God's going to bless you exceedingly abundantly more than the bottom. If your heart is wrong, you're doing it for your own flesh, your own reasons. How is God going to bless that? Right. How can he? So God is just basically saying, hey, I'm going to bless you, Abraham, for your for your obedience and for your heart being correct. All right.
1: Well, that's good. The reward kind of, this kind of works into our second point here. The reward was given for future inheritance of countless descendants. See Psalm 127.3 and the previous promised land. See Genesis 12.1. Uh, 13, 15, a bunch of verses in there as well. Um, but do some research on the promised land. Does God still give us future rewards, Pete?
0: Yeah, he does. But you got to remember so God never promises us riches. And some people can't, are not to be trusted with riches. We just have to understand that. There's, We have to be content with what God has provided. You know, sometimes God allows you to have a lot of money. Um, and if you do wrong by that money, he's not going to bless that, but sometimes God doesn't give some people any money at all. And they're like the greatest joy and blessings to be around. Um, and so God will limit us with our monies, but you got to remember, Abraham was a rich dude. Okay. So God blessed him financially and, and, and gave him abundance. But again, he knew Abraham's heart. Abraham wasn't about the riches it's proved right here. He wasn't about that. So how is God going to bless Abraham more than what he's already been blessed? And he's like, listen, I'm going to do a work in you that's beyond anything you can possibly think or imagine. I'm going to use your line to bring a nation. I'm going, to, I'm going to bring an everlasting covenant to you, as it says in Genesis 17. I'm going to bring the Messiah through your lane, that all the peoples of the nation are going to be able to be saved and have fellowship with me. I'm going to do that through you, Abraham. What is he going to say to some of us? Think about it. What if we said, God, I'm not about the money. I don't care about that. I don't care about it of that. Lord, give me Jesus or give me death. Lord, let my life shine bright for you. Lord, send me into whatever it is that you want me to go. I will bring you glory and honor. What would that blessing be? What would that reward be for your life? It's not about you. It's not about your flesh. It's not about material things for you. You've denied that. You've given that all up. You don't care if you have a little bit to live on or a lot to live on. Paul says, I've learned to be content when I've had a lot. I've learned to be content when I have nothing." You're fine with it. You're whatever that is. Where Abraham's heart was saying, Lord, here am I, send me. Whatever that is. What Isaiah said, Abraham said. He was willing to do whatever that God wanted. And God says, you know what? I'm going to bless you. I'm going to do something supernatural in your life. And on future reward, we, when we, we ask, does God give us future reward? That's what God will give you. When you're like that, when your mind is like that, God, God will tell you, I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. And we will find rest. We will find peace. We will find joy. We will find wisdom. We will find knowledge. We will find insight. We will find next steps. We will find everything in God. And we will have things abundantly because it will no longer be us that's living, but Christ that's living within us. We will start doing and acting and thinking and being. And God will bless us with people, bless us with ministry, bless us with open doors. He will show us different ways. And God will be our great reward and God will protect us. God said to Abraham, revealing the terms of their covenant relationship: security, protection, and blessings belong to Abraham Because of his relationship, security, protection, and blessings belong to us because of our relationship with God. Abraham did not need to be shaken or live in fear precisely because he belonged to God. We don't have to be shaken or live in fear because we belong to God. The Lord would always be with him as both protector and provider of all good things. And the same could be true with us. We must understand this. Nothing can ever separate you from the will of God. Nothing, nothing can shake your his grip on you. Nothing. It's only us that run from him. It's only us that leave him. He will never leave you, never forsake you. He will always provide. He will always grant you uh, his blessing upon your life and provide and, and protect you.
1: Amen. Yeah. In the immediate context of Genesis 15 1, the exceedingly great reward refers to the multitude of promised descendants and the land of promise. This reward beckoned Abraham and Sarah to live as people of faith and hope. See Hebrews 11, verse 6, and verses 8 through
0: 12. And again, I think the reward was showing Abraham, is, it, it, this had nothing to do with his works. This was all faith. This was, this was Abraham saying, Lord, I believe. I, I trust you. I'm going to surrender all of my wealth to you. I mean, when he gave that offering to Melchizedek and he bowed his heart, he says, "Lord, you know he he surrendered everything." He said, "You're it." So the reward was him basically saying, "I choose to live by faith, and I hope that your true your word is true." So in the same way, faith and hope are key to apprehending our reward, which is God Himself. And without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Hebrews eleven six. So are we earnestly seeking God every day? Are we earnestly doing it? If we do, the great reward is bestowed upon us. It's that simple, that protection, that provision, that money, that guidance, the direction, the peace, everything. It's greater than anything the world can ever provide. The world can't even describe that, can't even touch that. God gives us and blesses us exceedingly, abundantly more than we could think or imagine. But it's, we are surrendered our lives to him, and we're earnestly seeking him in faith. By his grace, we're saved.
1: What a great reminder, Pete. Yeah. In the New King James Version, the promise is, I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. The wording of the e, uh, in the ESV is, is this. It says, I am your shield, your reward shall be very great. And in the NLT... It says, "I will protect you, and your your reward will be great." This shows that God is not the reward per se; rather, He gives the reward.
0: I love i those. These are the three translations I use. Anybody that's wondering, I use three translations: New King James. Well, my now my new study Bible is ESV, so my ESV is my study Bible, my New King James, and then the NLT, the New Living Translation. They're 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 and NASB sometimes right so some people are, oh, you should listen to NASB okay I get it you're right okay I do sometimes but these are my three main ones but how cool was that right to break this verse down in three different translations it the context is there how the interpretation is there but but bottom line is the Lord God called Abraham to trust entirely in God for protection and to place his hope in God's promise. Of a great, very great reward. So he says, "I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward." Or the 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 other translating, "I will protect you, and your reward will be great." Regardless, God's protecting, God's shielding, and God's blessing. That's what we get. Why would we run from that? I don't know, but <laughs> that's what Abraham's word, and that's what he's telling us. Is a great reward, and God wants to give to every person that's listening to this right now. He wants to bless you with a great reward.
1: I know why we would run from that, because I've done it. It's because you don't trust him.
0: Yeah. yeah we haven't experienced his love the way that he's, we're supposed to, right?
1: theme of abundant reward for those with hearts fully committed to God re- uh, recurs in Jesus' teaching, particularly in the Sermon on the Mount. God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all th- all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. Be happy about it. Be very <laughs> glad a great reward
0: awaits you in heaven well i mean if jesus said it there it is yeah i mean we did that in the nlt so that's a, so the nlt is the more simpler version so it's more of our common language the more simpler version yeah i think that's the best way to <laughs> put it in it it's it's a direct <laughs> translation it's just a little bit easier to understand so if you're having trouble understanding the bible a little bit maybe the nlt might be a good start for you and that was
1: yeah that was the be, kind of the beginning of the sermon on the mount matthew 5 uh Chapter 5, verses 11 and 12.
0: Yeah, so basically Jesus is warning his followers not to seek admiration from people as this world, as as it would forfeit their heavenly reward. So uh, my temptation is, I mean, I, I seek it from my wife sometimes. Like, I will do something great, or how that go? You know, how was that show? Or how did that, you know, whatever. It, I think it's a little bit different with my wife. It's that relationship, you know, she could speak into my life a little bit differently and so forth. But if I were to do something and, and meditate on that and linger with it, that's not what that's not what God is saying. God wants us. I mean, every time Jesus did something great, uh, he surrendered it to the Lord, and that was it. It was done. He went. Well, he always said, "God does, he fed five thousand people. He went away to be with the Lord." You know, I mean, it was just constantly. He understood that this is all about God. And, and we need to understand that. And I think a lot of us deal with the pride. So Jesus warned his followers not to seek admiration from people. So we, we, it does not matter what people think of my hair, okay? Even though I, I, I look at my hair a lot and I love my hair because I have this hair, hair thing. But it doesn't matter what people think. I don't care what people think. And, 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 but unfortunately, because of social media and because of a lot of things out there, we care at what other people think about us. And so we adjust our life to that. And God says, no, you can't have a heavenly reward with that. You, you have a heavenly reward when you trust me, when you surrender to me and you let it go, let me be your great reward. So the Lord sees the motives of our hearts as we, as we give, pray, serve him and rewards those whose attentions are pure. That's the bottom line. And so well, uh, it's, that's why it's daily we pick up our cross. That's why we daily have to surrender our lives because daily, sometimes we struggle with this and we don't even realize it. But well, you know, ask yourself, why? Why are you making that decision? Why do you think that way? Why are you meditating on whatever that is? Why are you wanting these people to th- like you for this? Where's the, what's the motivation behind it? And, and, and then surrender that to God and just say, God, you know what? I'm doing this for your glory. This has nothing to do with my own, thoughts. Oh, that's
1: really good. You know, I was just thinking, and you brought this example of Jesus um, right after he feeds the five thousand. I mean, he could have just stood there. I mean, they were ready to make him king, right? So yeah. He he did, but instead, he's like, "No, we got to get out of this. Go up the mountain, be with the Father." Um, you know. Sends his disciples out onto the, onto the lake. And then, you know, the rest of the story there.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, um, we're, what we're saying is we don't want you to lose out on the reward. And so we just gave you a reason wh- how not to lose out on the reward. Don't make this about you. Don't make wanting you to have other people admire you. Just surrender to the Lord. Trust the Lord. Let God be God of your life and then move on. Yeah. Would you want the you?
1: I mean, really? Do you want the reward here, or you want it in heaven?
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's more than that. What God is talking about here is the physical. God's blessing him physically. God will bless us. Right. He'll bring more ministry. He'll bring more opportunities. He'll open more doors. He pride and, out of and the will be able to see. Yeah. Right.
1: It's vital to understand that our salvation is not is not an earned reward. Right. See Ephesians two eight and nine. Right. Our righteousness, which gives us access to God's presence, comes through the comes through faith in Jesus Christ by his grace alone. Yep. See Romans 3:21 through 26. Our great heavenly reward is an inheritance that cannot perish, spoil, or fade, bought and paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ. See 1 Peter uh, 1: Chapter one, verses three through nine and 18 and 19.
0: Yeah, so I mean, again, it's that heavenly reward is an inheritance. We are now giving, I mean, we've talked about this on the show so much that we're giving everything that the God of the universe that created everything, we have everything given to our disposal, disposal. The grace that he gives us is all the tools, everything that we need to live a holy and righteous life. Everything that we need is given in that grace, right? So God's desire and great delight is that his people would be satisfied in him alone. He is our exceedingly great reward. When our relationship with the Lord is our most treasured pursuit, the ultimate prize is a deeper, fuller and better knowledge of him. It's why do we why do we put more care and emphasis into our material things of life? So example you know or we're so busy at work that we miss church right so we're we're so focused on doing the the work that we don't make god first or we're so busy to do our daily reading every day because we have three appointments that are back to back to back or whatever we don't adjust our life to do that god isn't your great reward that way god is you're not you're not basking in his glory you're not Experiencing the the goodness and the love that He's desiring, it's like you know we, we just said this earlier: seek first the kingdom of God, and then all things are added unto you. How how could you have those three me- meetings without having God as the 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 center of it all? Mm. How do you how do you have you know how do you make work or whatever else more priority if God is, if you're not exceedingly being filled with His great reward? It's like it's it's pointless, right? We say we love the Lord, but we're living like hell, right? Why? It's pointless. So if if we are busy, well, we need more of Jesus. If we're if our life's complex, we need more of Jesus. If we have circumstance, we need more of Jesus. If we have to make decisions, we need more of Jesus. Whatever it is, we need more of Jesus. And and when we start learning to bask in his glory and to have more of him. Our life has so much more meaning and more purpose. We're fulfilled. We're filled with love. We're filled with joy. We have wisdom that exceeds anything that we've ever had. We have knowledge. We have ideas. We have next steps. We're protected from harm. There's peace. There's joy. Good Lord, I can go on and on and on.
1: Man, and, P, it seems like your answer to every question is more Jesus.
0: It's, I mean, it's he's our exceedingly great reward. Amen. This Amen. message is so powerful. Please listen to what God is saying here.
1: In him, we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Ephesians 11.
0: Yeah. I mean, we couldn't end with a better verse. I mean, look at that. So predestined, God has already knows ahead of time what you're, what's going to happen. Right? So he's already predestined this. He knows where you're at. He knows what your name is. He knows if you're struggling. He knows your circumstances. He knows, he knows your need before you even ask, the Bible says, right? So God, he, but if you, and if we learn that he is our great reward, that the inheritance is in him, that we live according to his purpose, he is going to work all things together for your good. That's the promise of God. We don't have to fear. We don't have to worry. We don't have to know any of that. The Bible says that the inheritance is the imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, and it's kept in heaven for you, 1 Peter 1.4. When God is our exceedingly great reward, we can say, like the psalmist, my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Mm. So if you're listening to this today and you want God to be your strength, you want him to be your portion forever and you've never fully given your life to him. Maybe you've maybe you've been walking, you know, at a distance. Maybe you haven't fully surrendered everything. You know, maybe you just need to repent of your sin. You could do that. Just say God, I forgive me of my stupidity. Lord, I just, I want you to be my great reward. I want to bask in your glory every day. I want to choose today to be in your word and in fellowship with you. Just repent and just start anew right now. Stop whatever you're doing and start anew. Pray, seek him. But if you're listening to this and you haven't given your life to the Lord, well, today is a perfect day. It's not by coincidence that you've listened all the way through this show. And now that you're at the end and God is telling you and he's telling, and he's saying to you, listen, I love you, period. Whatever your name is, he's telling you, I love you. And I desire to have fellowship with you. And I desire to to bless you exceedingly abundantly more than you think or imagine. I want to take care of all of your needs. I want to heal you and restore you. I want to bring you life and hope. And that's what he's telling you. And what he's asking of you to do is to repent of your sins. He's He's asking you in your heart to say, God, forgive me of my sins. I confess today that I'm a sinner. I confess today that I have chosen a path that is not the very best. And I choose today to to turn from that. I choose today to make you my exceedingly great reward. I choose today to, to walk in fellowship with you for the rest of my life. I believe, Lord, your word. I believe that you died on the cross and rose again on the third day. I believe that you are the author and finisher of my faith and I give you my life today in Jesus name amen. amen you know the bible says that all the angels in heaven are rejoicing and re-rejoice with you and we would love to hear from you job bob how could they get a hold of us yeah reach out to us at, uh, go to our website that's the best
1: way the you can go to the no god tab lots of information there answer questions you may have and you can even scroll down to the bottom there put your contact information we would love to hear from you you can also and do this not instead of but in addition to go to our social media sites go to facebook go to x go to youtube and uh, you can just comment right there in fact i I bring up youtube if you've never watched the show uh you know obviously can't do this while you're driving maybe you're just listening to podcasts but if you ever have the opportunity you're sitting at your desk in front of your computer check out the show on youtube and uh, make sure you subscribe Hit the little uh, alarm button so you're notified every time a new episode comes out, usually on Thursday morning, just to give you a heads up. But uh, man, we'd love to hear from you. Reach out and share the show with somebody. And uh, I promise that would that would be a blessing to them as well. God bless.
0: Have an amazing week. May God richly bless you and may his face shine upon you. God bless you guys. This has been The Riot Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please feel free to leave a comment and share it with your friends. See you back here next week for another episode of The Riot Podcast.